Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. So let's get right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. I'm going to begin my series on hearing the voice of God. Last week we were interrupted by the World Series, which the Astros won. Praise the Lord. Someone would say, I have a real problem with you. I came to church to hear the word and you turned on the baseball game. Get real. Ease up. Don't take yourself so seriously. Did I say Proverbs chapter 20? Good. Now, this is a unique subject. I guess... We border on the psychiatric as being people that claim to hear God's voice. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll tell you. If you went to most practicing psychologists or psychiatrists and told them that you were an individual that talked to God and God talked back, they might get you ready for a rubber room. <laughs> Amen? I mean, that's, you know, I, I still like my story about the two insane people, you know, standing in line. And, and uh, one of them said, God spoke to me. The other one said, I didn't say nothing to you. <laughs> but that, we laugh at that, but that's kind of how the world views it. You know, you get up and say, well, God, God told me to do this. People say, God, God told you to do that? God spoke to you? Well, yeah, God speaks to people. God has a voice. God has a way of communication, and if we understand His communication methods... Now, let me just say something. In rare incidences, rare, very rare, God will go outside His protocol to speak to people. But most of the time, God stays within a limitation of protocol in the Word of God and speaks to us in the way He has predetermined that He's going to speak to us. So we have to find out what that is and attune ourselves to that. Now, first of all, and the most foundational is the Bible, the Word of God. It's not like any other book. Any other book you read is just a story or a biography or something with information in it. That's all it is. But the Bible is God speaking to you. Everybody say that. The Bible is God speaking to me. Say it again. Say, the Bible is God speaking to me. Say it one more time. Say, the Bible is God speaking to me. Now, now listen. You have to put that on a personal level. It's God speaking to me specifically and purposely. We all study and read and meditate and have the Word taught to us on a general level. But one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to take that general communication of the Word of God and turn it into personal communication in your life. Where God can speak to you about certain subjects, about certain things, so that we literally literally can hear His voice and know I've heard from God. How many have ever known you've heard from God? You say, I know I heard from God. Well, see, that proves right there that God is communicating and God is speaking. And in prayer, we're not studying prayer, but in prayer so many times our prayer is a monologue and not a dialogue. Where in prayer not only do we need to learn how to speak, but also how to listen. But I tell you, God speaks all the time. God's always in communication for those that will listen. Now, let's, before we get ahead of ourselves, let's look real quick at Proverbs chapter 20. Make this one, one of many of the foundational scriptures we'll use. It says in verse uh, uh, 27, 
The spirit of man. Now notice that's a small s, so it's speaking about that, that which is on the inside of us. The real us. The part of us that's made in the likeness and image of God. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Everybody say the belly. Now he's not talking about your, your gut, your stomach. You know, where that McDonald's hamburger is sitting right now. That's not what he's talking about. He doesn't go in there and ride on you. No, he's literally talking about your spirit man. So you've got to understand that God communicates on the spirit level. Now let me say that again. God communicates on the spirit level. He is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The, the Bible is a spiritual book. It speaks to our spirit man. It develops the heart. It, remove, it, it renews the mind. And it controls the flesh. Are you with me? Now, in understanding that, we must understand, okay, if we are a spirit, we, 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 we have a soul, we live in a body, and God speaks on the, on the level or in the realm of the spirit, then we're going to have to understand some things about our own spirit. Amen? Now, we understand one thing, that when we got born again, that was a great, no, I don't say great, the greatest manifestation of the ability of God to take something that was, eradicate it, and bring something brand new that is, now, that is now. You say, what do you mean by that? The old you, the old spirit man on the inside of you that was dead and separated from God is now joined, or like the Word of God says, you are now one with Him. His spirit is now in your spirit. It's, it's, it's your spirit bound together. I, I like an old preacher years ago used to teach on redemption. He worked in a, uh, in a, uh, a, a, a foundry where they, where they mixed metals and, and made all types of metal things, poured metal into molds. And he, you know, he was praying one day and he, he said, you know, Lord, you're just, such, you're, you're, you're just precious gold. And I'm, and I'm just, you know, I'm just old, old slag metal. I'm just, you know, the worst old kind of iron they could be. And you just took redemption and your holy word and you just, you just welded me to you. And the Spirit of the Lord said, that's not what I did. He said, that's not what I did at all. He said, I didn't weld you together with Christ. He said, I took Christ, melted him down, took you, melted you down, and poured out the new creature. Amen. He didn't fix up the old you. He gave us a brand new. We are new creatures in Christ. And because of that, there is a new way of communication now with God. I'm telling you, one of the sad tragedies of the Christian world in the world today, not just in America, is most of their perception and conception of God is intellectual. When God is not on an intellectual level. Now, there are intellectual things we can learn about God, and there is the ability of the Word of God to stimulate the intellect, but God doesn't speak to your mind. Amen? The Word speaks to your mind, but the voice of God does not speak to your mind. It speaks to your spirit. One translation of the Scripture says this, Your human spirit is the light which God uses to enlighten you. So if you're not familiar with your own human spirit, that is a lot of people's problem right there. They're not familiar with their own spirit. That's why the baptism in the Holy Ghost is so important. To hear your spirit man speak in another language over and over and over for days, for weeks, for months helps you get acquainted with your human spirit because that's where God is going to impress you, speak to you, give you unction, 
nudge you, do all kinds of things, that communication system lies within your human spirit. Amen? I mean, if I picked up this, this bottle right here, this plastic bottle of water, and tried to make a phone call on it, I would have two problems. Number one, there's nothing going out. <laughs> Amen? This is rocket science, isn't it? There's nothing going out, and there's nothing going to come in. Now you say, well, now why? You say, well, I, you know, why can't you get a phone call on an Osaka bottle? Because it's not the right instrument. It's really that simple. It's not, it will not receive. This entire room is full of cell phone signals. Hopefully yours is switched off. I mean, you know, on silent or whatever. But this entire room is full of cell phone signals. Every one of you can pull out your cell phone, make a phone call, and contact somebody not in this room. Amen? Amen. And I could try all night long. I could do everything I could do to try and get this bottle to pick up one of those signals. And I would never, ever pick up one of those signals with this bottle. You say, why? Wrong design. Now, your mind, wrong design. Your flesh, wrong design. But your spirit now, your spirit, that's the right design. And all that God is speaking in the earth, all that God is saying, you can pick it up with your human, human spirit. I mean, there are times when I'm praying and I'm picking up things in my spirit about Island Church. There are other th times when I'm speaking up, picking up things about the move of God on a global basis. There's other times I'm picking up things just about Leah and I, or Leah and I and Breland. There's other times when I'm just picking up things that are just about me. See, there's all different levels that God wants to communicate, and if we're willing to hear His voice, God has a voice. Hebrews chapter 4 talks about that. It says, harden not your heart. Talking about when God speaks to you. That's why so many people have such a hard time hearing God, is they become hardened in their hearts. Now, God always speaks in line with His Word. That is our safety net. I mean, somebody comes and say, well, God told me to do this, and it's some crazy, you know, off-the-wall thing. You know, God, God said, you know, I'm supposed to give $10 million to the church, so I'm going to go embezzle it from this company over here. That's not God speaking to you. That doesn't line up with His Word. I've heard some crazy stuff over the years. I mean, I've heard some stuff that was just flat crazy. Someone would come in and say, well, you know, I believe God's dealing with me about this other guy's wife over here. I think she's supposed to divorce him, marry me. That ain't God. That's not God. I had somebody tell me one time, uh, God said, told me that, that you're supposed to give me your car. It was a Toyota truck I was driving at the time. I said, he ain't said nothing to me. <laughs> Amen? He ain't said anything to me. So people get in the ditch with that so often and end up making so many mistakes. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. But if you will understand how communication comes to you, first of all, to your flesh. You are communicated to your flesh through your senses. That's the communication level or system of your flesh. I mean, I could have everybody close their eyes, and I could walk through the congregation and touch certain people that have everybody open their eyes and say, now how many did I touch? And everybody I touched would raise their hand. Why? Now if you said, well, I think you touched me, I'd say, no. That's a good point right there if you hear what I just said. I think you touched, no. No, you don't. I know you, how do you know I touched? I felt your touch. Now that's where we get in trouble with God sometimes. 
Well, I just felt like it was God. Well, I just, and I'll tell you, I've been in services, oh my goodness. Here in Island Church, at other churches, in other conferences, in my own personal prayer life, I've been in times when I'm telling you, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, every cell of my body was radiating with the presence of God. But you can't go by that. You say, what do you mean you can't go by that? That's not the communication system. That's not where... Now, it can give you an awareness of the presence of God. And you can know God. Well, God is here. But God's there even if you don't feel it. Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, he was a real cut-up. We were blessed to know him personally a little bit through, through our lives. And, and he was driving with actually... Uh, uh, three, no, it's four of his real, what he thought were his boys, you know. And so he was a cut-up. He was always joking and doing, you know, jokes on people. So he was driving, and as they were driving, they were coming from a meeting and going to a restaurant. He was driving, and he went like this, Woo! He said, did y'all feel that? And all those four boys, they just sat there. They drove a little further, and they went, Woo! He said, did you feel that? So finally one of them said, no. He said, neither did I. Amen? Because that's the way we are, especially Pentecostal. They're the worst. They are the absolute most gullible in the world. Some little feeling hits them. That's God. That's God. It's God. It's God. I know that's God. But if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, and if it doesn't agree with your spirit, it's not God. Now think of all the ways your, your flesh is communicated. Pain communicates to your flesh. Pleasure, appetites, all communicate to your flesh. Amen? You can, you can neglect your flesh, and your flesh will talk to you. You can, you can exercise or develop your flesh, and your flesh will talk to you. Amen. You can take your flesh and stick it in cold water or hot water. Amen. I went, we were in Hawaii one time, and we went to the spa over there. And so I, Lee and I got a massage together and all this. It was all real nice and romantic and everything. Then afterwards, I went into the men's dressing room, and they wanted me to get in this ice bath. And I said, why? And they said, well, because it stimulates and, and cleans and, and this and that. So I tried. I put my feet in there. I said, oh, my God. I got about to my knees. I said, this ain't for me. <laughs> Amen. I tell you, my flesh was screaming at me. There was a loud communication between my flesh and mine. And my mind was saying, you idiot, what are you doing to me? Amen. Now, your intellect, everybody say my intellect. Now, it will speak to you. And the problem with the intellect is it gets so confused with the spirit because your intellect is a reasoning force. And you can always tell when your intellect is trying to supersede what God is speaking to you because you try to reason it. You try to reason it out. That's all of the how-to's. The wherefore, how's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? Why? All of the different. Let me tell you something. You can always tell when your intellect shows up and goes to work because it is loaded with questions. And how many of you have ever been like in the crisis of life or facing something very serious and those questions are just wearing you out? I mean, just, you were like, man, if I could just shut this off for 10 minutes, I could get some rest. But those questions just kept bombarding you. And the enemy knows very much how to stimulate that. He is a master at stimulating that. And listen, you know that right there is your intellect activated 
and trying to communicate. Now, one of the ways, one of the ways you control that is through renewing your mind with the Word of God. Because renewing your mind with the Word of God includes confession of the Word, which the spoken Word out of your mouth can bring into control any thoughts that come into your mind. You just got to be persistent enough to say, no, nah, I ain't thinking like that. I'm not thinking that doubt. You know, I'm telling you, we, we taught on the authority of, of the believer, which I've come up with some other things we need to teach on that, and I'll do that probably here before the end of the year in a couple of services. But we need to learn to take authority over thoughts of doubt. Because that's the number one thing that stimulates your intellect. If you will notice, especially in the crisis of life, when you're believing God for healing, believing God for finances, believing God for a breakthrough, and you're for whatever it is, that, those, those thoughts of doubt, which are what? Your reason and ability to try to figure something out. And when it does not satisfy itself, then that just opens the door wide for doubt. That's when Scripture, what's in your heart, spoken through your mouth, can take care of that for you. You just stop and say, no, no, if, say you're dealing with healing. No, 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 no. My God has already healed me by his stripes. I was healed, so I am healed in Jesus' name. You just say that. And you got you to address it. If I was going to write you a letter, I wouldn't just put Charlotte on there and stick it in the mail. Did you know she probably wouldn't get it? You know why she wouldn't get it? It would not go into the system. It would go to the, well, I put a stamp on it. I put it in a mailbox. But it was not addressed. That means it had no location to go to. Your words of faith from your spirit man, spoken through your heart, need to be addressed. So that they can arrive at a specific location. Your mind, your flesh, your finances... The situation you're dealing with in your family, your business, your job, they need to be addressed. As you address them, they're sent. They go into the system and they're sent. I, I won't charge you for that. That was free. But isn't that good? I got a, some teaching on that I need to teach you on sometime. But literally, you must understand that God desires to communicate and to commune with your human spirit. Now, real quick. Go to Hebrews. Uh, yeah, go to Hebrews. I've got so many scriptures marked here. How's my time? Oh, good. I'm only halfway finished. Go to Hebrews real quick, chapter 4. Let's look at that, and then we'll go into the book of Acts. Now, let me just say this. The whole Bible. Now, you cannot say this about other religious books, and this is an amazing principle and a good witnessing point. The whole Bible is a documentation of God speaking to man. Did you know you can't say that of the Koran or of the Buddhist writings or of the Hindu? It's not. All, it is, all that is is religious psychology, speculation. Amen? Uh, 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 some of it has what I would call moral fiber to it. Nothing wrong with that. So moral fiber won't get you to God. But none of it is revelation. Everybody say revelation. But this book is, is chock full of revelation. And when you recognize and realize that when God speaks to me, first of all, every time I pick up the Bible, that's God speaking to me. 
We just made that confession. That's God speaking to me. That's God speaking to me. And then when I pray, there's a dialogue that God speaks to me. There, there, then there's that still small voice. We won't go through all the different things, the visions, the dreams, all that. We'll study that as we go along. But there's all these different myriad of ways that God desires and wants to speak to me. But if I can continually commune and communicate with him through his word, then I will know when he speaks to me. I will know this is of God. This is God speaking to me. Amen? Now, in Hebrews chapter 4, oops, I went by it. Let me get over there. Hebrews chapter 4, let me read you a couple of verses here, and then you'll, pretty familiar portion of Scripture. We've looked at it before. Hebrews 4, let us therefore fear, at least a promise being left us, is entering into his rest, that any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Everybody say heard it. Now when you see these words, understand, these are communication terms. Heard is a communication term. God spoke, they heard, but didn't act. Did you get that? God spoke, they heard, they didn't act. God spoke, they heard, didn't act. Cost them their lives. They had to live it out in the wilderness. It says, uh, for we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake, there's another communication term. Did you get that? For he spake in a certain place, specific word in a specific place. On the seventh day, on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all of his works. And in this place, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not in because of unbelief. Everybody say unbelief. Unbelief is that which wants to interrupt communication from God to you. Faith cometh by communication term. Faith cometh by there is a repetitive element to that. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing. There must be a reinforcement of that. I'm still hearing. Church, I'm still hearing. I'm still hearing. If thou shalt believe with thy heart and confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's not something that I've heard. It's something I'm still hearing. You say, why? Because I'm still enjoying the benefits of my salvation. I'm still hearing, by His stripes I was healed. I'm still hearing, my God shall supply all of my need according to His gener uh, 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 riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you. I'm still hearing and hearing. It's not what I have heard. I want my system to remain active, hearing. All of us on our cell phones have a bunch of, uh, uh, of calls that have been made. That's over with. It's done. That communication has been made. You've already heard from Bob about, you know, having to work two hours extra at the job. You already heard from, from, from your daughter about picking her up from school. You've already heard about picking up a loaf of bread and some cheese at the store. You've already heard. You've heard that. Past tense, it's been done, it's over. Amen? And it can, it can, lay, it can stay in the past. But spiritual things transition time. I don't have time to go into depth in that, but we will later. They transition time. So you can't say, well, I've heard that. Well, that's a sure sign you've quit listening. That's what happened to them. They heard it, 
but it wasn't mixed with faith. They heard it, then it became something in their past and what entered in? Unbelief. Amen? Now, notice this. Again, verse 7, He limiteth a certain day, saying, Today, everybody say today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Now, where does he speak? Into our spirit. Into our spirit man. So notice the if. Now, this is an important point. Notice the if. Anytime you see the word if, it means a choice. You have to choose. Now, I'll tell you something personal. This may help you. See how much time I got. Okay. For several years, I heard God speaking to me about leaving our field ministry and starting Island Church. I heard it. I heard it. I, I, let me just say it like this. I knew communication had taken place, but I didn't act on it. Amen? And then all of a sudden, God, it's like he turned on a switch. And that switch was turned on when I began to become more willing to hear his voice. When I began to become more willing to hear his voice, I quit having heard and started hearing. And then based on what I was hearing, I could begin to act. Now, you, you need to get that. You say, what, what point are you making? A lot of people, they're trying to use faith on what they've heard and not what they're hearing. And so it makes it very difficult to obey God in that which you have heard because if you've just heard it. What did it say of the children? They heard. They heard, but they did not what? Mix it with faith. Or they didn't act on it. It's hard to act on what you've heard. Amen? You go back to something in your past, you say, well, you know, my cousin Bob... He said 20 years ago, he's going to give me $100 if I'd call him up and come by his house. And then Cousin Bob died 10 years ago. Amen? So you think, I sure need $100. I sure like to have that $100. But Cousin Bob's dead. <gasps> Amen? And even though he said... I could have it. I never acted on it. Should have went and got it today. He told me about it. Now I've missed an opportunity. Now there comes times in our lives when God speaks. And God speaks. And God speaks. And it needs to be a living word. Now see, we could take and turn the corner here and go teach on the act of faith. How without acting, without the works of faith, your faith is dead. Because what you act on is, in faith is what you're currently hearing. What you're currently hearing. 
Well, I, I never quit hearing, uh, uh, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. I never quit hearing, give, and it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I never quit hearing, God will give me the ability to obtain wealth so that I co his covenant will be established. I never quit hearing that. It's not something I have heard. I notice every person that's mad or does not like the prosperity message, I've heard that message before. And didn't obey it then, and I'm not obeying it now. Well, no wonder. Because what you heard has not produced faith. It produces unbelief because you're not hearing it. And what does that do? Hardens your heart. So the more you get around people that talk about this kind of stuff and you heard it, don't like it, don't accept it, and they talk about it and they're alive unto it and they're listening to it and they're hearing it, the more it's going to harden you and you get harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And what do we call people that can't hear? Hard of hearing. You can stand next to somebody hard of hearing and holler at them. And they're going to go, huh? You say something? And the problem is, oh my goodness, the problem is there's so many things that we need to hear God on. So when we take one thing and segregate it and say, I'm not going to listen to you on this thing, Lord, but I really need to hear from you over here. That the problem is you've already used the unbelief side of the situation that you're not willing to hear on, and it's done hard in your heart, and it makes it hard to hear from God. on. You may need to hear from God for healing or hear from God for something on your job or something else, but you've already hardened your heart, and God's screaming at you. Stop. Don't do that. Be healed. Whatever he's, he's, he's trying to communicate. And you're standing there going, oh, I wish God would speak to me. Amen? Again, listen to it in the Amplified. He sets a definite day, a new today, and gives another opportunity of securing that rest, saying through David, after so long a time in the words already quoted, today... If you would hear, hear his voice, and when you hear it, do not harden your heart. Now, I'm telling you, there are times when God speaks to you, it's tough. I remember doing all of the uh, computing. Heard Pastor John Osteen teach on tithing in Bible school and into the church. And I'm like, man. It looks like a pretty big loss to me. And then you know how when you first start tithing, you, 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 you make sure that you get it right to the penny. <laughs> I'm going to tell off on you anyway. When I met Leah, she would always cheat for herself. But I cured her of that real quick. But you know, you do it right to the penny. Amen. Like God's counting pennies. He's just looking for obedience to see if you're hearing. And what's amazing is, is God gives us things that deal with our character, money issues, things that we deal with every day, sin issues, righteousness issues, that every day we have to be hearing His Word, hearing His voice, and cooperating. Don't lie. Why? Because the Bible says, thou shalt not lie. Walk in love. You say, why? Because you fulfill the law of love. You obey every commandment. If you love me, you're not going to lie to me. If you love me, you're not going to steal from me. If you love me, you're not going to bear false witness against me. You fulfill the entire law by just walking in love. 
So if you've hardened your heart against that or all the other things that every day you should be hearing his voice, now you get into a situation, God, I've got to hear your voice on this. I need to hear what you have to say about this. Well, what you're doing is you're trying to get a cell phone call on the Ozarka bottle. Amen? It's just not going to come in. But you can cure that in a second. I like what Brother Hagin used to say. When you're quick to repent, God's quick to restore you. He can hook you right back up. Start speaking to you again. Start speaking into you. And listen, let me just say this. Oh, my goodness. That's a good point to close on. Your ears should not be so attuned to words of rescue that that is the only thing you ever hear. Now, let me say that again. Your, your ears should not be so attuned to words of rescue. You say, what do you mean by that? Words that, that, that rescue you out of a situation that you've gotten yourself into. You ought to be t- attuned to preventative words. Words that keep you out of stuff instead of words that get you out of stuff. That's why, that's why so many Christians live from crisis to crisis, problem to problem, situation to situation, is because all they have is an ear attuned to a bailout. Well, how are you going to get me out of this one, Lord? I'm listening. Well, if you'll get on the other side of that, on the blessing side of that, and begin to hear when it comes to, well, how, Lord, how do I keep from getting into that? How do I keep from getting into debt? How do I keep from being sick? How do I keep from, I think God will, will, will scream volumes of information into your spirit that will keep you safe, protected, and kept. The greatest testimonies are not the testimonies of deliverance, deliverance from things. It's being delivered out of them, which you never have to go through them. I mean, the greater testimony is not, well, I've been healed of cancer four times. The greater testimony is I never had it. You say, you really think you can live a life like that? Sure you can. You can put resistance in you now against anything that's in this earth. Anything that's in this earth. God has built it into the communication system to constantly communicate to you His love, His mercy, His deliverance, His faith, His power, His presence, His ability. You name it, He wants to speak it to you, but He wants it to work through you. He doesn't want you to just hear it and it be something, I've heard that. I heard it. And man, I've heard people for years. I've heard that faith message. It didn't work for me. I've heard that prosperity gospel. That's just a bunch of preachers trying to get rich. Isn't it amazing how when you delegate what you have heard from God in the past to something you're not hearing now, it's always mixed with a lie. You say, mixed with a lie? Yeah, I've heard that faith message. It does not work. It does work just doesn't work for you because you say you've heard it so you've not mixed your what you've heard with faith so it's not working for you i've heard that prosperity man that's all that is is preachers trying to get rich well i know a lot of preachers that's gotten rich but i don't know one of them that ever used a prosperity message to get there they just obeyed god and god blessed them now i know there's charlatans out there and there's charlatans in every endeavor in life but it's just when a preacher does it it just gets exalted but I tell you, I know preachers who believe God for millions of dollars and got it and bless God. They're blessed, in their, blessed in, their, in, their, in their lives. But you look at the fruit of their ministry and they've gone all over the world and preached the gospel. That doesn't come cheap. Amen? But see, people mix that with, with their unbelief and then all of a sudden, now this, is the, now this is the worst part. You begin to use the principles 
of faith against yourself. You begin to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that which is negative and goes against the grain of the Word of God. And I want you to know, in this world system and in this negative realm, it'll the fruit of that, it's like the difference between growing a beautiful yard of St. Augustine grass without one dollar weed in it or dollar weeds coming up. It may take you two or three years to get those dollar weeds out of your grass. But honey, as sure as you do, they'll come up again overnight. That shows you how negative and positive harvest are. It takes time. It takes work. It takes confession. It takes hearing and hearing and hearing and acting and believing and worshiping and praising and glorifying and praying and developing your human spirit and keeping the, keeping the communication lines clear and open. It takes work and work. But over here on this negative side, all you got to do is get into negativity, unbelief, and all that negative stuff. Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, depression. It just starts popping like popcorn. You say, why? That's the system that we live in. We're not of it. We're not of it, but it's here, honey. And it'll get in you and get on you. But God wants to talk you out of it. Isn't that good news? Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Father, we worship you tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and life. And thank you that we are hearing. We are hearing. We are hearing what the Spirit of the Lord, what the Word of God, what dreams and visions, what the, what the impressions of the Lord, what the still small voice, what the unctions of God, what all of these ways He communicates. We are hearing, hearing, hearing the voice of the Lord in this dangerous day. In Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Stand on your feet. Now remember this. I believe more than any other day that Men and women have existed on this planet and knew something about God. We need to hear His voice. For protection, for safety, for prosperity, for blessing, for everything that God has for us, we need to hear His voice. Because I'm telling you, He'll keep us out of a lot of negative stuff if we'll just respond to His desire. And let me just say this. His desire to communicate with you is greater than than your desire to communicate with Him. You say, why? He built the system. And He operates it, and it's open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Nobody ever takes a day off. And He never even slumbers or sleeps. So you can get some sleep tonight, knowing that you've heard His voice, and He's working on your situation. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We trust you enjoyed the message today. For services and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.